Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coastal Midweek Podcast. Today, I am here with Lauren Pico. She is the president of an organization called Foster Change. Foster Change was actually an organization that she and her husband and myself and TJ started out of our journey in foster care. And so I'm going to let you hear a little bit from Lauren about Foster Change and why we decided to start that organization. Yeah. So Foster Change that has been a journey for sure. That, <laughs> that has been an adventure from the start to where we are now and yep. it will continue to be one. It is a worthwhile one. And so foster change was something that came out of our foster care journey, our journey yeah. as foster parents. So my husband and I, we have five kids. Our youngest two are adopted through foster care. So we uh, became foster parents. We fostered and eventually adopted. But over the course of the time we were fostering, we saw a lot of um, highs and lows within the system, mm-hmm. which was something that we anticipated would happen. We knew that it was a roller coaster. Yeah. We had, you know, spoken to foster parents who have gone before us and we were in class with other people and we, we had people to talk to and we kind of shared different journeys. And we knew that that would be the experience mm-hmm. that we would have frustrations along the way. But I think what was really hard for me and and not necessarily hard, but something I didn't anticipate was how hard it was on the kids. And you know this, but there's yeah. a difference between knowing and understanding and experiencing. And so when we experienced the system and we saw it through our kids' eyes, mm-hmm. that was something that really affected me. And it really, I guess, awakened this passion in me to advocate for the best interest of the children because where you think the system is going to at least try, I think a lot of times it just doesn't, yeah, you know, fails th- yeah. in, in some ways. Yeah. There's a lot of processes in place that don't always make sense. There's, um, policies and metrics that don't necessarily consider the kid's best interest. Uh, even though they're, they're set up to consider mm-hmm. their best interest, they don't, they don't leave a lot of room for that. So there was a lot of advocation on my part for my kids. Yep. Um, and, and I know that that was something that, that my husband and I walked through. And at the end of it, we were kind of like, okay, now what? Now that mm-hmm. we've finalized adoption and we know that these kids are safe because that was ultimately the goal is reunification. And there's there's always a support of that goal, right? Yeah. From the jump. So when yeah. you go into foster care, you know that the goal is going to be reunification. And if that can happen, that's amazing. And it's beautiful and it's and it's a great mm-hmm. story, but it doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't always work out that the kids are able to go back right. to their family. Right. And sometimes the safest and best thing for them is to be adopted out, whether it's mm-hmm. in your home or another family member's home. Yeah. It's just kind of what it is for the safety of that child. Mm-hmm. And so for us, that's what it looked like. It looked yeah. like us adopting them um, and still working in partnership with their biological mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been- Which a, is so beautiful yeah. to, get to, to get to watch that partnership take place where it's not a complete loss for that biological parent, right? but they get to still almost know their kids in a different way, not, not yeah. like a super close relationship, but know they're safe and they're healthy and they're good. Yeah. yeah. And we, know? and we talk frequently and she knows that her kids are loved and her kids are safe and she's, she is grateful for mm-hmm. that. And so we've been building this relationship um, as well as kind of forming this new, this new picture of what, what normal looks like yeah. for our kids. And so that's been, that's been really fun um, on that front, but 
yeah. So our, our kids were adopted out. And then my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, so, so now what, now what do we do? Because yeah. we still had that passion to advocate and, and walking through foster care, you know, I don't, I don't advise doing that alone at all. I no. think that you need a fellow foster <laughs> you need families, a team, a yeah. group of people yeah. on your side. And so when you walk through with people, you realize that your journey and your story is not necessarily unique in that there's other kids that need advocating for. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of stepping back and going, how can we empower people, uh, foster families specifically to feel connected and supported yeah. and to feel a sense of community and, and have that, that strength to advocate for their particular mm -hmm. child, mm -hmm. whatever is in that child's best interest. Yeah. Um, and I, I think so much of, of foster change in our journey to begin that organization you know, comes out of a strong desire to, when, when you look at the foster care system, you see the need yeah. for healthy, good foster families that are going to walk oh, yeah. alongside, that are going to advocate for these kids that are going to stand up in court, that are going to, you know, do everything that they can to make a difference, to make the best life for that child, whether it's reunification or whether it's adoption, whatever that looks like. And I think along that journey, one of the things that you don't know about Lauren, but you will experience this. She's super passionate and she's a strong advocate of, you know, making things better for these kids. Yeah. And I feel like Lauren's like, if I could go to back to school to be a lawyer, <laughs> I yeah. would or yeah. something like that. But a really big passion point within foster change is to see, you know, law change and things happen that yeah. kind of help set those kids up for their best successful life. And to be able to, you know, on, on the flip side of that, when kids do get reunified and you have foster families that are grieving mm -hmm. of helping people to be able to grieve, but also advocating for change. Yeah. And what I think is so cool about that journey of, you know, us and our experiences and walking through that and starting this organization is that so many times your passion comes out of something that was painful or difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the journey for so many people. We walk through our pain and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And we just let it be a pain. And, yeah. and it just, you know, kind of goes along and it's something you experienced rather than something that produced this passion yeah. for change. Right. And right. I, I mean, I've seen that happen for you because you are a fierce advocate. Yeah. for those kids. And I know that, you know, you've been working really hard for some legislature change Yeah, and to yeah. see that. So what's been going on with that? So we had some conversations with some senators and, and, uh, we have a lobbyist who is, uh, she's amazing. And she's, she's probably like, I probably wore her phone out. Cause I was like, <laughs> what, and what now? And what do we do next? And what are we, where are we at? Okay, great. Set that conversation up. Okay. Um, and it doesn't always work that way, but mm -hmm. we we've had some conversations and I think there's a lot of really good things that are coming out of this legislative season. Um, so we'll, we'll have to, uh, I'm working on getting somebody who can explain in, in layman's terms, what all of these changes legislatively speaking is, are, are what does it mean? You yeah. know, how is it going to shake out for the kids and for the system? And what's that, yeah. what is that going to look like? But one of the things that I think was the most encouraging when I was looking through some of the things that are, that are coming out of this session and this season is that there, there was a more of a focus on developmental psychology when it comes to looking at the child welfare system. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that says that they are putting an investment in what 
is actually in the best interest of the children, mm-hmm. not what looks better, not what do we think is better? How do we feel about this? What are, what is the perception of it's, it's what is actually best for the kid? And can yeah. we explain that? And then they brought in professionals in the, in the psychology field who can come in and explain, you know, to these lawmakers mm-hmm. what we need to do and why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that that to me was encouraging that they were actually looking at the best interest of children, because I think that has been something that has been overlooked so many times over because that what makes sense to you and me might not actually be in the best interest of the children. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that, that I've had to stop and be like, okay, I know what I want in this situation, but what is actually best for my kids or stopping and like having conversations with other foster parents and going, "I, I understand what you're saying and I know how you're feeling, but let's just take a minute to stop and think about what is actually in the best interest of the kids in your care or, you know, or, or the situation as a whole. And, and that's been very humbling, I think in a lot of ways. And that's kind of something that God's been really pressing on me is okay. I, I I know Lauren, I get it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I am a passionate person. And sometimes I get blinded by that passion because I go, this can't be for nothing. And (laughs) if nothing is happening, then this was a waste, you know, and it's, and God's going, but hold on you know, you're walking in this purpose that I've given to you and you're using this pain that you've been through because I don't want anyone else to have to go through what we went through. I don't want another child to feel the way that I saw my kids feeling when they were in, in limbo, you know, the effect it had on them and their bodies and their minds and, and just their, their overall well being and their demeanor and their countenance. It, It affects them on every level. And I, I, I don't want anyone else to feel that pain. And so that leveraged a passion in me. And so I'm like, all right, and tomorrow the world will be better. You know, (laughs) like I'm, I'm doing it. And God's like, but that's not how it works. You know, you have to, it's still a journey and it's still a process and there's still a becoming that's happening. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for me, it's for these kids. Mm -hmm. And so seeing these legislative changes kind of trickle out, that's encouraging. Yes. God's going, but see, like every little victory is, is is something that God's got his hand in, you know, God's Mm -hmm. going, okay, but see, you're stepping out and you're, you're having conversations and whether or not you've changed the world, you've changed one thing. And that yes. one little thing can be pivotal, Yep. you know? And so I think that's just kind of how foster care for me in my journey, that's just kind of like what it's been. That's it's one life. It's one, it's one little change that makes a, a big difference. When you sit in court, just your presence as a foster mm-hmm. parent, that makes a difference. Yep. When you, when you are able to communicate with the biological parent of Mm -hmm. your children, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. And that's one little change that can make so much of a difference, you know? And so it's, for me, it's finding what little thing can I do Mm -hmm. to, to, to stack up the dominoes, to make a bigger effect. What can I do today to influence the change that needs to happen, you know, one step at a time. And sometimes I don't know what that's going to be. Right. You know, it's just, all right, God, like whatever. And sometimes I don't like what it is that I need. You know, I'm (laughs) I'm not, I'm not someone who likes to make phone calls or, you know, talk to people. I'm not like the biggest people person, which I think kind of, you would have surprised. Yeah. Which surprises people because I'm, I'm definitely more of an introvert, but I'm outgoing. So it's one of those weird, I'm one of those, I'm one of those weird types, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'll like, I'll do it, but it's not something that I I would prefer if I could just be like, handle it for me and just let me know. But I, it's been different. I've had to like shift gears a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's where God's like, all right, but this is, this is what I've, I've, you know, this is your, this is my plan right now. This is what we need to do. And so it's been really, it's been really cool to kind of watch that like piece together bit by bit, step by step, Mm -hmm. one thing at a time, you know, and I don't know what the bigger picture looks like, but it's been exciting to, to, to walk, you know, one, one step at a time. Let's, let's talk for a second. Let's kind of like rewind to foster care journey, because I think there's, there's so many people that, um, they've heard about foster care. 
Like they know a family that has fostered before. Some people might even be interested in foster care. And, and I'll say that sometimes, you know, people that know TJ and I's journey, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I could never, you know, but, but even though TJ and I were able to foster this little boy for, for so long, and then he got reunited with his dad and that was heartbreaking for, you know, heart-wrenching for us. But at the same point, we still get to be in his life. And I wouldn't change that experience for anything. Like I would do it all over again. And I think while there is some pain in those processes, there's so much beauty that comes out of it. And so I just want to encourage people that may have, you know, thought about or considered like, what is foster care? What is it like? You know, what is, what is that experience? Maybe just a really short, you know, overview of what your experience was. I know there, you know, you went through training and there's court (laughs) and like, what are the different dynamics that you experience when you are a foster parent? So being a foster parent. So we have, we have three biological children. So we had already been parents. Mm -hmm. So parenting is parenting to an extent, you know, so, so we had already kind of knew what it was like to have the sleepless nights as parents and Mm -hmm. do that whole thing. And we've got quirky children because we're quirky (laughs) people. So it is, you know, that just is what it is. But when we signed up to do foster care, um, it, that was, it was a journey just to get my husband in the door. We'll say that. And then, um, he, then he was all in. And so then we, we went in, we did the classes, we got licensed. Yep, you got to do training and background Yeah. You got to change a lot things. of stuff, not a lot of stuff, but you do have to like home make studies. Yeah, home studies. So you have mm-hmm. to, you know, check things off the checklist, fire extinguishers and <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, but they, you know, the agency that we got licensed through was pretty good about making sure that we were well equipped yes. to, to get through the home study. Yep. They provided the training. Yep. It was, it was pretty easy to, to get through all of those steps. And mm-hmm. that's, it's not over. It was not just overwhelming. Time, time no. and process. Correct. Yeah. Once, once you've committed to it and you've done that, then, then, you know, you that's a big bulk of the, the mm-hmm. prep work checked off. Um, and, and so we did that and then we got a call for our son, um, and I went and picked him up and brought him home. And then we're like, okay, and now what? And, you know, and so then you, then it starts and then it's, you know, you have the caseworkers that, that come in and visit and they, mm-hmm. you know, they check on your home, they check on the kid, yep. they communicate with you and caseworkers are people. So you really never know what you're going to get in a caseworker. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard, I've heard horror stories and then I've heard like amazing experience stories. Yeah. So that's something that you can't really prepare for. It really is the personality of the, of the caseworker. It's really, yeah. that, you never know what you're going to get there, but then you have the caseworker and then sometimes a guardian ad litem mm-hmm. will show up and mm-hmm. at, they're supposed to be in the best interest of the kid and advocating for the child. Yep. Um, and so that's another person that kind of comes in another player in the system. And then there's the court dates, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's going, I, I highly recommend as a Visits, foster parent all that showing up to court. Yes, yeah. Me too. And then depending on the case plan that you're the biological parent of your placement, mm-hmm. your child, depending on the case plan, there will be, um, visits with the, with the parents and the yeah. parents will be entitled to those visits. And so yeah. you'll have to make sure that the kid is able to visit with the parent mm-hmm. and then, um, work, work through that. And that's your opportunity to kind of leverage a, a relationship with the biological parent, if it makes sense and if it's safe and yeah. if it, you know, if that's something that is able to be done. I think to a lot of times people, I think foster care gets a really bad rap It does because I think people think that these are bad kids no. And it's not actually that they're bad kids. They're just coming from a bad situation. Right. Right. So, so the kids are actually really amazing. The kids are amazing for sure. And there, there are, you know, when you get a kid through in foster care, almost every kid that comes into the system has experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I would say every kid that comes into the system is experiencing trauma. Most just, just removal. Trauma. Correct. <laughs> just removal from the parents is trauma. So there, there is a level of understanding and compassion and, and being able to take, take a step back and go, okay, but 
you know, this particular behavior or this child, like what are we, what are we actually dealing with and approaching it from a different place? That was mm-hmm. something I, I learned, I learned to do is kind of stepping it back and going, okay, this traditional parenting versus tra- it was a little bit different, but it wasn't anything that was overwhelming or anything that would be cause me to be like, I couldn't ever do right. this. Like, I think, I don't think you have to be a superhuman in order to be a foster parent. No. I think you just have to be a human. You just have to it, have it's a heart to, to serve and to love. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's really, that's really key is that if, if that's what God is placing on your heart and if you're curious about foster care, if you're, if you're someone who's looking and wondering and questioning, I think it's worth investigating, Yeah, you know, even just taking the classes yeah. and learning more about it. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to get licensed at the end or any of that, but it gives you right. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is, we, as, as a whole, the system and these kids, these kids deserve quality and loving homes. They need mm-hmm. safe places to land because it is not anything that these kids asked for or wanted or signed up for. This is something that, that, that happened to the kids. They're the victims in this and, yeah. and they're the ones who need, who need the most from us, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones who need that safe place, that, that mm-hmm. family that's going to love on them, invest in them, yeah. make sure that they're physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the, the true role of a foster parent is to kind of guide these kids through this tumultuous time in their life and yeah. to be able to, you know, and, and so it's easy to sit on the sidelines and kind of go, all right, well, you you know, and then there's many ways you can get involved in foster care besides just foster parenting, right? There's, you know, there's so many different ways you can support foster parents or even foster kids. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely an area I think in society that we have to invest in. Mm -hmm. This is the next generation we're talking about, you know, and, and to just step back and be like, eh, you know, or, or to not take the time to, to get more information. Mm-hmm. I think is kind of a miss, mm-hmm. right? So what are some of the, as we kind of get ready to close out here, what are some of the ways that people could be involved, whether it be with foster change or um, foster care in general, what are some of the different ways that that people could connect to this organization or to make a difference within, you know, the foster care system? Right. So if you are interested in checking out foster change and all that we do or, or getting in touch with me, I would love to chat with anybody who's either interested in foster care, whether that be foster parenting or any other way that they can get involved, whether that be in a support role. Um, we are definitely are, are interested in that. So there's fosterchange.com. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give you a lot of information. We have um, all kinds of information on that website. We've got a podcast. We've got, um, there's a blog on there. There's just way, and it, it'll explain a little bit of the ways you can get connected and plugged in. Um, or you can just email me. Um, even though I'm not a people person, Lauren I'll talk to you. Lauren at fosterchange.com. <laughs> yep. Lauren at fosterchange.com. Awesome. I know that there are so many different people that are so curious and interested in, in foster care. And, and maybe some of it is, like you said, just supporting a foster family too. And yeah. I think I, I remember walking that journey and the people that when I first got a placement, you know, brought a meal to me or yeah. came and just hung out while I took a shower or, you yeah. know, it's whatever. The, it's, it's the like little things that make, it's a, the little things that make a big difference. So if you're able to equip and empower a foster family mm-hmm. to, to foster and, and be that support system to that child, yes. that's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's needed. It's very much needed and super appreciated. Well, and the, I mean, the Bible talks about true religion is to take care of the widows and the orphans. And, yeah. and there are so many kids within the foster care system right now that we can truly have a huge impact. I think about your kids. I think about yeah. my Alexander. I think about Josh and Andrea's kids, you know, like yeah. the course of their lives and their eternities are forever changed because 
you guys were willing, we were all willing to get a little bit uncomfortable right. and to invite these kids into our homes and to create a safe space yeah. for them to understand who God has created them to be. And they will forever be changed as will we, Yeah, you know, in such a beautiful, good way right? in, in yeah. all of our lives. And so I think it's such a powerful thing that we can do. You have any final words of encouragement to anybody that's like on the edge of like, I'm curious or I would love to help or reach out and let's chat. That's what I would say. Let's chat. If you, there's no, no such thing as a dumb question. If there's like a a strange thing you're wondering, if you feel like you're in a position where it's just not possible, but you Mm -hmm. want to let's talk, let's, let's work through that. Let's navigate it together. And we can, I guarantee you, we can find a way for you to get plugged in because if you're wrestling with it, it's worth investigating. Yes, absolutely. Lauren and her husband, Justin have attended coastal for, I don't know how long for a very long time since we were at Monarch early days. Early days. And so even if you're here at church and you'd love to connect with her, just come find me and I'll be happy to, to connect you with Lauren. Yeah. We're excited to be able to you know, share a little bit about foster change and just create awareness in, in what's happening within the foster care system and how people yeah. can be involved be involved and advocate for change for these kids. So thank yeah. you guys so much for tuning in today. Thank you, Lauren, for being here with me. My pleasure. Hopefully you guys have a great week and we'll see you back next week.